0: On this week's episode of Polk and Cush, the Saints season is over, but we are not done. We've got a whole bunch of talk of the Pelicans. Does anyone care? The Saints, are we really upset they didn't make the playoffs? And of course, the mask mandate comes in 64 seconds after LaToya's inauguration party. You're going to want to hear about everything we have to talk about. Stick around right now, Polk and Kush. Come everyone to Polk and Kush The season is over The podcast is still Running on! That's right, everybody, it's Polk and Kush. It is Wednesday, January 12th, 2022, and we are so happy to have you. I am Scott Kushner, alongside my trusty sidekick and friend, Mr. Andrew Polk. Welcome to the Bud Light Ice Studio. (laughs) Yes, it is uh, chilly in here without a lack of, uh, I guess we'll call them central heat. Not a big fan? It's, uh, no, that's (laughs) not.
1: I did get, I got an email saying that they're raising the price of rent. So I presume that meant that they're putting in central heat. Sure. Probably. Yeah, that seems reasonable. And sidewalks. (laughs) (laughs) I figure since they want to raise the price of rent, even though my uh, my floorboard in my bedroom is still wavy from uh, Hurricane Ida, yeah, it must mean the big improvements are coming.
0: Definitely, I think they're gonna re uh, put some new uh, oak floors in. Yeah. I would suspect that may be a vending machine for cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: cigarettes, condoms, uh, those like funny lays. Now that I've been to a foreign country, I'm all about the crazy flavor lays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: the Dijon mustard lays, that's uh, that's I a had nice.
1: those, I had the ketchup ones, Ooh. which you can get those in Canada, not super exotic, but I still enjoyed them nonetheless Still exotic
0: enough, better than your plane, you know, Yeah. which we've been going through a lot of at my house um, The old missionary position
1: lays, <laughs> yes. no one likes those For whatever
0: reason, those have really uh, come back into the Kushner household for, I, I don't totally understand it, but I'm good with it, I'm cool How was your weekend?
1: uh it was It was pretty good i uh you know it feels like a decade ago, but just two or three days ago it was shorts weather yes
0: I'm and, in shorts now because I'm an idiot
1: yeah, but <laughs> i'm bundled up currently right now it's forty five degrees, something like that, but on sunday years ago on Sunday, I was outside, <laughs> I was watching the Saints game, I was wearing shorts, I was soaking up the sun mm-hmm. just like Cheryl Crow <laughs> yes. I was having a blast. Yes. My weekend was outdoorsy. Not really. I just drank
0: outside. I wasn't <laughs> climbing a mountain or anything. That's the best, especially here when you're like, oh, like, I spent a lot of time in the outdoors. Like, what did that mean? It's like I put my TV outside yeah. on my deck I and I watched it.
1: I ate hot dogs outside instead of inside. I'm a regular Paul Bunyan out there facing the wilderness. You know
0: the bar, how they have tables uh, on the sidewalk next to the street? Yeah, I ate, one of, I ate one of those. It was very cool.
1: Well, sooner than later, we might only be allowed to sit at the outside <laughs> tables, so we're all going to become men of the wild soon enough. How was your weekend? What did you do?
0: Uh, I parented. And parented some more and we uh, we kept on parenting. Mm-hmm. I went to the Tulane basketball game with my children. That was fun, or at least one of my children, the other one was asleep. You, did you know the other one? I knew oh. the other one he was sleeping. <laughs> okay. uh, so I went and it was wonderful. The the Green Wave have themselves a little ball club. So I suggest someone getting over there as, you know, at some point they're three and one in conference. And it's like a great have you ever been to that arena? No. It was great. It's like three thousand seats.
1: Well, I've been there, but I just
0: saw the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's, no one has been to a lane basketball game that's not me in the last 25 years. Uh, but it's a great little arena. Beers are not terribly expensive. Uh, the tickets are $5. Uh, I'm basically looking for any excuse at this point to get out of my home and do something that sells pop but they have to sell popcorn at it. That's the key.
1: But it also sounds fun. Five dollars you yeah. get out of the house. They have beer. Yeah. They didn't have beer at college games in my day.
0: Yeah. They got beer, they've got popcorn, they got nachos and you can do whatever you want. My kid basically does a ran the the uh, the thing around the top of the arena for a while. That's so fine. No one cares. It's great. Like, uh, we went to the Saints game, you know, the week before, and that is, like, such a process, and it's, you know, you got to, everybody squeezed in, and you got to, this was the exact opposite, like, this is your amusement park, just do whatever you want, he tried to run on the court a couple times, that was the only thing we can't do, that's the only thing we can't do, Uh, but yeah, it was a nice weekend, the weather was hot, And now it is not. And uh, the other thing that was hot and now it's not is the New Orleans Pelicans. They were playing really well. And now they're not playing so well.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, Josh Hart was out for that uh, Raptors loss that no one saw. No one. Uh, No one in Canada. The reflection of the uh, in (laughs) arena in Toronto was also the viewing audience. No one there. This is a game people heard about. It could have happened. It could have been a 2K online thing. No one has any clue. Josh Hart was not there.
0: No, he was not there. Uh, The Pelicans, I think we've reached the point now where they're the most predictable team in the NBA. It can basically, you know exactly what output you're going to get from them. They are going to play hard. They're going to play pretty solidly, but they don't have a ton of talent. And if they play a really bad team or a team missing a bunch of players, they're going to win. And if they're playing a pretty good team uh, that's intact, they're probably going to lose. And they beat the Warriors without Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. Those, oh? yeah, <laughs> you might have heard of those guys. Uh, they beat them, and then they lost to the Raptors on Sunday. So uh, as we're talking, they're about to tip off against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and you know this is—I uh, I just find them to be. Uh, astonishingly boring team right now. You say predictable. Uh, as usual, I'm a rainbow
1: sunshine. <laughs> I'm going to put my positive spin on it. I'm going to say consistent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are I- they predictable or are they consistent? They are consistent in the fact that, like, you do. And I suppose this is less maddening than something like last year where they were just beating good teams all the time and then just losing to the absolute dregs of the league and none of it had any explanation and then they'd ask the players about it they'd be like eh, i don't know like you know we don't really care about those other games like well you kind of need to because you're not very good so you should probably be beating these really bad teams uh and i think we got a little bit of an explanation for it uh josh hart if you didn't hear went on jj reddick's podcast and basically said he absolutely despised playing basketball last season. He mm-hmm. said it was like the most miserable year of his life playing basketball. He like questioned whether or not he wanted to keep playing basketball, uh, which I find to be that was probably hyperbole on his part. Uh, but it does show him and basically everybody else uh, they despise Stan Van Gundy, and I think they like Willie Green.
1: They they certainly seem to uh, Willie Green's affection for Josh Hart. Is uh, mutual, you know, he's talked about how smart he is and what a great leader he is. So, really, all of our suspicions about last season have been confirmed by J.J. Reddick's podcast at one moment or
0: another. Yes, I'm excited for whenever he gets Brandon Ingram on there, because I think Ingram's the one who has the most obvious, like, his give-a-shit level has gone from, you know, 1 to 99 uh, since moving on from Stan to uh, Willie Green. But it's clear, like, these guys are going to play hard, but they just are limited. Like, the fact that Nikhil Alexander-Walker is not very good, the fact Jackson Hayes isn't very good, really limits the depth of this team. And when you're missing Zion as well, you kind of don't have that heavy top, uh, you know, that that great top-end talent. And you're missing that, you know, that steadiness in the middle that some teams can overcome when they don't have their star, uh, you know, which we've seen Denver go through it a little bit. We've seen some other teams play without their star and play really well. The Grizzlies come to mind uh, is the most obvious example that when John Morant was out, they were still really good. When John Morant came back, they were really good. Like, that is a a thing that is possible, but because of the situation with the Pelicans, because they missed on some of those draft picks, uh, you know, three lottery picks who basically just didn't pan out, uh that is a problem. So here they sit. I don't think they're bad. Like again, we've said it a million times, like they're not an embarrassment. They're just kind of boring.
1: Yeah, and uh they're not bad, but I think everybody expects them to be better than they are even in the current situation. Yeah. Because of uh Nikhil and Jackson. Uh there was a good story that came out by Christian Clark, I believe today or yesterday uh, about uh, just how they haven't lived up to it. Yeah. Nikhil and Jackson are going into their third seasons, and Jackson Hayes, you know, he wasn't a starter on his high school team until he was a senior. <sighs> so he is on year five of playing basketball right now. That's not great. I've got more experience than that. <laughs> you know, and that's a stupid thing to say. I'm not, you know, I'm not 6'11 and a super athlete. <laughs> Though some would argue.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Homeschool B team. I thought (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty similar. We played,
1: you know, Sonic (laughs) Drive-In and held our own. But, uh, you know, trade rumors are swirling around right now. These guys are going to be – it's not going to be a great return for either of these guys. I don't think the Pelicans are going to make a move this season. I don't think they need to. It would be nice to win a few more games, but the goal that they are uh, uh, trying to obtain of this 10th seed, if you need help getting that, wait until next season.
0: Yeah, and I I think the the big question, right, is like do you trade some pieces – maybe a pick or two and like try to go get a CJ McCollum. And I don't know what the point of that is. Not this season. Yeah, it's like I, I why not just play this out, see how these guys if they can finish. I think just beating bad teams, especially as teams start tanking around them, like that could certainly be enough to get the 10. And that would be like a huge achievement for this team and that's enough for me, man. Like, I don't... This season our standards is... are so goddamn low. We have the <laughs> lowest standards. It's so ridiculous. The way the Pelicans are judged, the way the Saints are judged compared to, like, LSU football, it's like a different planet. You know? Like, yeah. the, the Saints missed the playoffs. And everyone was like, great year. They gave it their all. <laughs> the Pelicans might get the 10 spot. Like, they're playing their butts off, man. They're doing really well. LSU like doesn't win the national championship. Like fire everyone, get them out. (laughs) They won two years ago. That's fucking bullshit. Get them out. Uh, It is a uh, just a completely different standard. We have very low standards. Baton Rouge is a sports city. New Orleans, (laughs) not
1: so much. They have standards (laughs) over in the capital. It's just weird, right? It's weird. Uh, You know, it is funny how the Pelican season is mirroring that of the Saints currently. Yeah. But with, you know, 308 people paying attention (laughs) as opposed to an entire city. Uh, Whatever the Pelicans do, I I think the Pelicans have satiated the fan base as well as they can for the point they're at in the season. Um, The team is doing fine.
0: They're like right, just like you can't
1: say any, you can't bash them. No, I mean you can, but <laughs> but what was ba- what would bashing them look like? No, I, I I don't even know what this the the bashing is mistakes from the past. Jackson and Nikhil, yeah, uh, continual mistakes. You know, Jackson Hayes still looks like a rookie out there. He yeah. doesn't know how to play defense. He that was an embarrassment in the Warriors game it was like he got out rebounded four times it wasn't great and he's got four inches on that guy yeah uh is he's out there playing nba jam tournament (laughs) edition i don't know what he's doing step backs like i just picture patrick ewing yelling at that guy (laughs) like that's a shot you practice you know these guys aren't coming into it the way that That they should be. There's been enough time. Yeah. And the team is, and and to go back to Christian's article that everybody should go read on NOLA.com, they're doing better because these guys are playing less. Yeah. That's the long and the short of it.
0: Unfortunately, it's not great. It's not great, especially when you think of what that number four pick could have been. And who's replacing them?
1: Yeah. No one, right? the lucky dog guys out there. (laughs)
0: Like they are better with Jose Alvarado on the floor than they are with Nikita. Yeah. Thomas Sadaransky. who sucks like he sucks and he's still just like not as much of a net negative as Nikhil because he doesn't take 5,000 shots when he's
1: on the court and we were talking about this last season with uh, Willie Hernan Gomez who at that point he's developed a little bit as a player but at that point he was literally just a warm body out there that was facing the correct way and standing (laughs) where he was supposed to and was like this guy's got it going on. (laughs) The default replacement yeah. level player. That's the,
0: the Willie <laughs> Hernan yeah, it was Gomez just a story. My
1: Sims character. Just put him out there. It doesn't matter. You have no V bucks. He's got no style, <laughs> no tattoos. He's just a white guy out there. Put him out there.
0: <laughs> just replacement. That's going to be the name of his memoir, whenever he writes. It. The replacement level player. <laughs> Willie Hernan Gomez story. The Billy Hernan Gomez story. Um, yeah, man, it's 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 hard to conjure up much emotion, I guess, about this team. We're not alone uh, in that regard, yeah. quite obviously. I don't know if you looked at the secondary market today. Did you happen to go try to look for a ticket?
1: I um, I don't have to look for tickets. They come to me this season.
0: <laughs> have you been turning them down? I've been turning a few down. <laughs> At like, uh, what at what point of the day do the tickets usually like you get the first email?
1: Three thirty, four, yeah. somewhere around. The, whenever it's like after people have had lunch, and they're like, I just want to go home and uh-huh. do laundry. Usually yeah. around four o'clock, when people are <laughs> dreading going home for an hour and then coming back. That's that's around the time the markets are flooded. Sure. Um, it's not that I wouldn't go. It's just that I have to wash my hair. <laughs> Uh, the- These bags under their eyes don't <laughs> disappear without, you know, the cucumber routine I do every night. Now it's a fun
0: thing to do, but ticket prices today were free. Uh, it was as low as I've ever seen it. Uh, I believe when I looked around two o'clock, uh, club seats, which are at least a hundred dollars, usually like hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, they were fifteen dollars. Wow! Uh, seats behind the goal in the lower bowl uh, were six dollars, which is the cost of, uh, as you might recall, the two lane women's game. Uh, <laughs> and if you couldn't afford those, uh, to sit upstairs was a dollar, one single solitary dollar. Uh, I guess that's before fees. You couldn't literally could not price them lower. How could you even, like,
1: just say it's free, like, (laughs) call it, okay, here's my idea, COVID Survivor Night. (laughs) If you've survived COVID, it's free. That's what they should say. That is what they should say. They would get a couple thousand more people, I think, than just charging a dollar, you know?
0: I just, I can't believe they even bother. I mean, I guess you can't just literally list them on StubHub as take them, Um, but it's it was. I mean, that's on SeatGeek. There's prices I named, you know. There's a free section on Craigslist. You know, (laughs) it's (laughs) just
1: do that. It's mostly tires. Just
0: (laughs) post the barcodes on Twitter, you know, or Instagram. (laughs) Be like, hey, just use my tickets uh really i don't know what the word for it is i think the natural the first word that naturally comes to mind is like embarrassing but it's not embarrassing i think it's indicative of the support that the team gets right now and i don't necessarily blame like the players at all or the coaches or even shit like the business side like i don't know who you blame there's just a general complete apathy uh, from this city toward this team and it it's I, I don't i can't really explain it other than they're just irrelevant
1: i think it might be less so indicative of the
0: pelicans current state as
1: it is just new orleans and events in general yeah i went on saturday i went to the comic convention oh boy i got a ticket to it yeah it's fun to go to everybody's uh-huh. dr- Nobody was there. Really? And I've been in, I went to this thing like five or six years ago, and there were probably 3,000 people. Wow. I'd say there were probably like 700 or 800 people. Oh my this was on God. Saturday, the biggest one. Wow. And these people don't have anything else to do. No. No. <laughs> They've no. been building their Pikachu costumes all year, <laughs> waiting to show them off, and they weren't even there. I'm like the only guy watching the voice of Mario. <laughs> so I, that's true. I actually saw them. It's about thirty seconds of wahoo, oh, and then man. not much
0: else. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that's like the let's get ready to rumble guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the quarter is empty right now. Uh-huh. The
1: city is pretty empty. Yeah, I don't know. It's also freezing. It's a weeknight. They're playing the Timberwolves. Freezing
0: being fifty-two degrees. I'm freezing yeah. <laughs> in this hell. Cool. I was gonna yeah. say you're gonna go get free central heat if you <laughs> went to the game tonight. Um, but yeah, and it's but it's not just like it's not like I guess a lot of times we point to it as being an NBA issue, and I think it's more of a New Orleans one, the tick pick. Uh, the the site uh, that is a, also a secondary market sent me an email unprompted today uh, that basically said uh, New Orleans has the lowest price tickets in the NBA right now uh, all across the league. Certainly tickets across the league are down, uh, but it is an, a more acute problem here than it is anywhere else. And like you said, I don't think it's just basketball. I don't think it's just the Pelicans. Uh, but yeah, ever since I think New Year's drew some crowds. But yeah, I was out a pretty decent amount this weekend. I had, some, I had a friend in from out of town, so we were, you know, bopping around. It was dead. Uber driver told me two Uber drivers, yeah. like it is dead out here, and I can't really explain it. Uh, but I do find it at least a little bit troubling and a, and a little bit weird. Well, it depends on what news
1: station you watch. If you're watching CNN, it's the end of the world. Yeah. Omicron's killed everybody. Sure. If you're not watching the news, like me, it's just a ghost town. Yeah. So maybe it's Omicron, maybe it's the fact that there's no Zion out there. I think if, you know, we're getting towards Mardi Gras season, that's apparently still going to happen. Maybe Zion comes back then. I think, I think games will be rocking and rolling if that happened. I'm yeah. certainly not speculating as design Zion coming back. I don't think he will. <laughs> yeah. But in that scenario, I think it would it would be packed again.
0: It would help. Uh, Zion is, is a key element here as far as the attendance goes. Definitely. I do wonder, like, just what can they do to capture people's attention? Like, I think the natural thing we always point to, right, is when football season ends, people will pay attention to the basketball team. Well, football season is over. Uh, and this is the first game out of the shoot, and no one gives a shit. Uh, LSU's been done, the Saints are done, and here they are, and nobody really seems to have pivoted yet. Uh, I don't even know if they were like in the 10-seed mix, if that would really get people jazzed up, maybe the last few games, uh, but until then, it, just we're halfway through the season. It just feels like, what's going on, everybody? Yeah.
1: I, you know, it might feel that way with other teams in, you yeah. know, similar standing, smaller markets. I don't know. But I think just right now, people are preoccupied, distracted. There's too many other things going on in these games, just don't
0: matter yet. You know what would help, I think, not having $13 beers? Probably that. I okay. think that would help. When you go in there and all the food looks disgusting and is tripled the price that it should be.
1: And wasn't it, um, I'm, I'm
0: good. Wasn't it
1: Atlanta that did like
0: the cheap concessions? Yeah. And no one followed <sighs> <laughs> They were like, we're going to do cheap concessions. Everyone loved it. No one else did it. Every time I get through security at a
1: game, I'm like, ah, oh, I should have brought a flask. I know. <laughs> You know, they're looking at my asthma inhaler like it's the Hellraiser cube. I'm like, that's for that. But I know I could get a flask by them. That is true. Yes. Bootstrap that thing. You'd be perfectly (laughs) fine. I feel like tonight I could just go with a bottle and go, look, (laughs) I'm sitting
0: upstairs. Don't worry about it. Me
1: and me and Captain Ron here are coming in.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, They got the Clippers on Thursday. I think that'll, you know, similar type of demand then. Yeah. We'll see if this team can kind of capture some people's imagination, their attention uh, the next few weeks. All-Star Game is coming up in about a month and Mardi Gras and everything. I think maybe once we get through that, that people will start to notice. But in the meantime, we're going to keep talking about them. I, th- I still find them to be a pretty, you know, uh, I- I'm watching them every night. So, uh, but it is a kind of a weird time. So. Anyway, that'll take us through the Pelicans. We, of course, have so much more left. Uh, we got the Saints, the Requiem for the season. We've got local roundup, and, of course, your favorite segments. So stick around. We'll be right back. Polk and Kush. Oh, that's J A N S E N. It's Jansen. Jansen Patagna, the realtor. Too. Ooh, the stars. Jansen Patagna, everybody, your favorite realtor, my favorite realtor, everybody's favorite realtor in the New Orleans area and the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Jansen, J underscore Patagna on Instagram, Jansen at FQR.com. He is the best realtor that we know, and he is going to get you the home that you Were promised by the founders of this country. They said, "You all get homes. You all get nice homes. Yes, you all get not yeah homes, not houses. Homes, not houses. They weren't promised houses. I mean, I don't know. All men are created equal. You get a house.
1: The people that get houses (laughs) from Jansen are better than the others.
0: That's true."
1: Uh, Jansen just put a new listing 1319 Eagle Street over in Carrollton four bedrooms two and a half baths 1970 square feet that's what about 10 of these rooms (laughs) built in 2018 this place is beautiful go on J underscore Patagna right now take a gander this place is so nice they wouldn't even let me in it my word. Look at these countertops. Ooh, the floors. There's a floor. Look at that. No, it hasn't been blown away by a hurricane. (laughs) It has power. I don't see a single tire in front of it. Look at, there's electricity here. (laughs) This is in one of the few zones where Cox Internet always works and where the power doesn't go out. That's a Polk and Kush guarantee. (laughs) This place is amazing. Uh, It looks like it's over by L on Oak. There we go. So you could run over there as well. But uh, check out J underscore Patagna on Instagram. He's also got Gulf Coast listings if you're looking for a little getaway, uh, you know, places. People are talking about Gulfport now. That's the new New Orleans. Yes. That's, that's where we'll
0: be soon, covering the Shuckers. Yes, the Pelicans will be playing in the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum. <laughs> 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 um, listen, I have a deal for you. If you buy that house in Eagle Street from Jansen and you eat at Ale Oak once a week, you can have a second Polk and Kush. You you can be the third member of Polk and Kush. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Polk and Kush and you. And you <laughs> buy that house, go to Ale Oak. That's all we're asking for. Jansen, we know he has the very best homes. He knows how to handle the paperwork. He knows how to deal with the BS, and he understands this market much better than you or me or anybody in between. Jansen J underscore Patagna on Instagram. You will find everything that you need. That's a sponsor. Indeed it is. All right. So the Saints,
1: they uh turned it up finally. Yeah. Good timing. Uh, that guy, what's his name? Uh T- uh Taysom. Taysom. He was on a tearsome. <laughs> That's horrific. I'll edit that out. He looked like a real quarterback. He was throwing it to guys that you and I thought died of COVID. <laughs> Traquan Smith came back. Yeah, he wh- caught where, a, where has he been? Troutman was there. Or his brothers from the escalator. <laughs> who can well, tell? Who can, who can forget? There were some Trout men about. <laughs> and they scored Traquan. I thought Traquan was on the Cowboys now. He was there. Everybody was getting in on it. We were laying it into the Falcons. And uh, this one, once again, screwed by the Rams. Yes.
0: Uh, that was... How bad was that Fox coverage? What were they doing? How could you not say what yard line they were on? <laughs> How is it that challenging to add another graphic to the score thing you have that just shows the goddamn yard line? What happened and to picture-in-picture? Picture. Yeah, that's true, too. You could, uh, Now, I understand they're... Uh, Byzantine rules that, you know, officially govern the NFL contract and it's all crap made up by crappy people who are trying to restrict your access. I get all these things. But if you watch the first game, like the noontime slot, the Steelers game, I think, had a lot of to do with the Colts game, right? Yeah. So everyone who was watching the Steelers game needed to know what was going on in the Colts game. And CBS had a little graphic at the bottom that showed you what yard line they were on the whole game. It was very easy to follow, and every single thing that happened in that game, they would immediately break in and tell you what happened. There's an interception, there's a fumble, there's a touchdown, whatever it is. The Rams game, the score would change, and then like 15 minutes later, after these guys are yakking about bullshit, as the (laughs) Saints are like literally just, there was like six challenges in the last two seconds of the game, on plays that did not matter at all. And all anybody wants to do is switch this Rams game, and Fox just really, uh, that was just infuriating. Yeah, it was, uh, everybody
1: at the phone had their bars out, so certain people are yelling, people (laughs) are trying to watch it on the dark web.
0: Reverse that. You said everybody at the phone had their bars out.
1: Every, (laughs) I was on bars, so that's why it was confusing to me.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man, it was like, you couldn't see it. Yeah. It didn't exist. And so I'm looking at the thing and the scoreboard. And went, Just tell me what yard line they're on. And they blew it. I mean, it was 17 nothing. Everybody's feeling pretty good. Uh, the Rams are rolling. And then, of course, they had to come back and screw with us. Yeah, I had,
1: like, the notifications on my phone for the Yahoo Sports app. Yeah. So it was like, Jalen Ramsey interception in the end zone. It's like, oh, wow, yeah. that's really good. Five minutes later, I'm, like, eating onion rings. I've forgotten that that <laughs> happened. They bring it up on Fox.
0: I'm like, did it happen again? <laughs> oh, well. Oh, uh, <clears throat> I got to tell you, uh, I don't come away. I was upset for about 30 seconds that the Saints didn't make the playoffs. Kind of a bummer. It made me want to not watch the Sunday night game. Uh, all in all, though, I really was not crestfallen by the idea that we're not going to watch the Saints in the playoffs uh on Sunday.
1: And uh a big reason for that lack of crestfallenness I think would be seeing Trevor Simeon yeah get put out of his body by <laughs> Aaron Donald
0: Cesar Ruiz trying to block Aaron Donald <laughs> would legitimately be like when you used to like Wrestle your pillow. You know what it would be like? You remember. (laughs) DDTing your pillow in bed, you know? You know,
1: whenever, like, a talk show will have, like, The Rock or Arnold Schwarzenegger on there, and then they'll, like, wrestle with them? Sure. And then, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger body slams Jay Leno, (laughs) and everybody cheers. That's what this would have been. It would have been Conan versus The Rock.
0: Uh, He. Yeah, he sucks, Uh, and Aaron Donald is the best defensive tackle in the game, and Trevor Simeon is, you know, I suppose serviceable, but certainly not good. Uh, It would have been a really difficult matchup. I don't think it would have been much fun to watch. We all would have watched it, and then we would have been like, hey, but at least they made the playoffs. Like It wouldn't have really affected anybody's outlook of this team. I think the fact they won the last game of the season, and then they kind of got you know, screwed, I guess, at the end of not getting to make the playoffs is probably, in actuality, the best-case scenario for the Saints as far as, like, leaving a decent taste in people's mouth going into next year. You know, they beat the rival, and
1: there's not going to be any ridiculous injuries or anything in a meaningless postseason game.
0: Yeah, and there's not going to be the taste of watching a 41-7 to shellacking or even, you know, like, a really boring... Thirteen to nothing loss.
1: You, uh, you know, I don't want to see the Rams particularly embarrass the Saints on national TV. Yeah, you know, you, you can talk about all of the adversity of this team, fifty different starters setting an NFL record. Everybody had COVID. Yeah. They're hurricane. They're back and forth. Blah blah blah. No one gives a shit when they're going to see the Saints getting stomped by fifty points. It's just going to be embarrassing, and there's it, not going to be any.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it'll just you know it would have been. In some ways, like, oh, it would have been nice to have another week of the season. In other ways, I'm good, yeah. you know. And, and I do think this was the best way to end the year because you go out on a win and the, missing the playoffs doesn't feel like it was the Saints' fault, even though it was definitely was the Saints' fault. They could have beaten the Giants. They could have beaten the Falcons. They had a lot of games that got away. Uh, they lost to Carolina early in the season, got killed. Like, it's not as if this was like an impossible season that they could not have possibly made the playoffs. They had missed opportunities, as well as having a lot of unfortunate things happen to them. Uh, I think the storyline that has pissed me off more than anything in recent memory is the idea that Sean Payton should be coach of the year. I think that is the legitimately one of the most ludicrous things I've ever heard in my life. Could Dennis Allen be coach of the year? <laughs> it, that would make more sense. There is zero argument that Sean Payton did a better job this year than Mike Vrabel of the Titans. Zero. There's not a single... He had just as many guys hurt. He had just as many humongous injuries to great players. He had all the same problems, and they got the one seed, and the Saints missed the playoffs. What, what's the argument? The only people who actually believe that on planet Earth cover the Saints. Yeah. It's just a fun thing to say online. It's just a thing to write, and it, it just... It's so ludicrous, and the Saints media writes it, and people are like, yeah, I guess he probably should have been coach of the year. I'm like, coach of the year? They didn't make the playoffs. They lost to the Giants at home. Like, he beat the Packers and the Buccaneers twice. One time he wasn't even fucking there, okay? And they didn't make the playoffs with seven teams in it. Like, come on. Like, he, he did a good job. Like, can we just say he did a good job without saying he did the best job? Like, what is going on? People of the city just need a victory coach. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, the standard is so low. It's just so unbelievably low. That, and no one mentions that, like, hey, by the way, not only does he have nothing to really do with the defense, he has great defensive players who played most of the season. Like, the defense was really good. His offense, his offense sucked pretty much every single game, including the ones Jameis Winston played. There is no argument to be had that he should be coached this year. I don't want to hear anybody say it. I don't. Want, don't email me. Don't mention me on Twitter. It is a ridiculous argument. I am not saying that he did bad. Sean Payton had a good coaching season. He did. Uh, in fact, you can call it a really good coaching season. He was not the best coach in the NFL. Everyone, shut up. That's not true. We have this. deity complex with Sean Payton here because everyone's, like, terrified that the only good coach in the history of the team is going to leave. And if he leaves, he leaves. But he did a good job. Congratulations to Sean Payton. If anybody votes for Coach of the Year, I'm looking right at you, Jeff Duncan. If anybody votes for him for the media vote, I'm going to come over and I'm going to punch you in the stomach. (laughs) And that's a Polk and Kush (laughs) guarantee. (laughs) That's Polk's department. (laughs) Um... Yeah, man, but uh, are you upset that they're not playing anymore?
1: No. Yeah. I'm not, because I think something bad would have happened the way this season was going. Taysom was playing the best game of the season, maybe of his career, Yeah. at least this season, and he destroys his foot. (laughs) Something would have happened against the Rams. The Uh Rams have a history of ending Saints players' careers. Yes. And for what? Yeah. Let's say, you know, the Saints defense, if the Saints could score 15 points, they could beat probably any team in the NFL. Sure. Can they score 15 points against the Rams? Mm. I don't think so. So, you know, it was it was a roller coaster season. It was satisfying enough and uh it's not doom and gloom for next season for me yet. No. So I'm uh, I'm satisfied. Fine season,
0: good coaching. All right. Yeah, and I I think they have a lot to build on, right? Like the defense, as if it is getting older. But like Davenport came on, Quan Alexander came on, Gardner Johnson came on. Like they have pieces that play. uh, Paulson and Debo. What a nice surprise that was this year, right? Like a cornerback, and he had an amazing interception in that game. Like we were all were wondering like who the hell is going to be the second quarterback on this team. He had a really good year. He started every single game. Like they traded for Bradley Roby. They didn't even need him. Um, they have a lot to build on. They need to completely rework their offense, including their offensive line. I think that is, uh, is going to be the biggest issue entering the offseason. Obviously quarterback will be the, the lion's share of the storylines. Uh, but there's a lot of pieces that have to be fixed on offense including Sean Payton because he has got to learn how to run an offense without Drew Brees that this year he struggled a lot at. And some of those games were relatively impossible. Mostly the Miami game, there was nothing he could do, but there are also some games like the first Carolina game and the second Carolina game where they probably should have been able to do more and they were not good. Uh, The defense held them in for most of the season. The kicking game sucked and the offense sucked. And other than that, I think you're in an okay position. I don't know if you're a Super Bowl team, but hey, if you go trade for Russell Wilson, anything's possible, right? Yeah.
1: Quarterback is going to be the focus, obviously. I don't think we see either of these guys as starting quarterback for the Saints again. I don't think we're going to see Jameis start. I don't think we're going to see Taysom. Yeah. I don't know if, you know, at 18, some people are projecting uh, that quarterback from old Miss. Matt Corral. Yeah. Uh, I don't... You know, I didn't watch enough college football this yeah. year. I don't know the ins and
0: outs of it. I think it. he's a good college quarterback. He's you know, a really good college quarterback.
1: There, you know, some names that are floating around that have f- all season. And then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I suppose, is yeah.
0: also being rumored around now. Is he any better than Jameis? Who knows? I don't think so. Uh,
1: this is wild speculation. These are $30 articles right here. There's no substance to it. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Yeah. And, there, and we have nothing but time. Uh, to talk about all of them, uh, I do think, you know, as we wrap up this season, I think it is safe to say, I would have trouble seeing Sean Payton. I I don't envision him wanting to go another couple of seasons with offenses like this, considering his track record, considering how in demand he is around the and the league. Like, I just can't picture him wanting to sit there and go through this kind of thing when he's got so many options. So I do think the Saints are going to be way more aggressive in the quarterback market than maybe the average person expects because I don't think he is going to put up with a similar season to what he just went through for a long time i think if there's one more year like this he's going to be
1: out no this is a man that throws the flag so we can yell
0: at the ref exactly he's He's not not the he's not patient you know and he had he was spoiled for 15 years he looked like an absolute genius because in a lot of ways he had drew Brees. and i think he'd be great with another great quarterback but he's not going to sit around with this shit again that this was hard to watch i think it was much harder for him to deal with and uh, and so I think that will push this team forward next season to go make a splashier move. I do, too.
1: I wonder what the strength of his night guard is. Because you know he's grinding <laughs> his teeth every night. <laughs> looks so mad. He's he's just, like, spitting bolts <laughs> up there. You know, you can just see, like, sparks coming off of his teeth whenever somebody, like, asked him his, what he considers a stupid
0: question. Yeah. They're like, how are you? And he gets furious. <laughs> well, they didn't score a touchdown for, like, 11 quarters. Like, you know. Yeah in in two of those games they won so it's uh it's it was just a weird season uh overall i'm relieved i suppose that it's over uh, a lot more to come, though. They are a very interesting team. They're certainly not a lack of... They're not boring by any stretch of the imagination. They, and, and this offseason will be insane for them. But I am excited to watch the playoffs and not have to know that three hours of it will be spent watching Trevor Simeon get suplexed like Kurt Angle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we will uh, jump in to the rest of our show, which includes a little local Roundup.
1: The unofficial mascot of this show, not Jansen, (laughs) not Bud Light Mango, not my neighbor's dog, who you can probably hear right now, the unofficial mascot of the show was R.I.P. The Pile of Tires. (laughs) Yes. As a lot of people reach new levels of success, they leave those behind. Uh, The Tire Pile left us and went to a much larger scene, the tire pile, in New Orleans East. It wanted to be around its own kind, other tires, and it wanted to make a bigger splash. And uh, if you were driving around, I believe it was Saturday or Sunday in New Orleans East, you may have seen, I'm sure you saw several uh, piles of tires on fire. (laughs) You saw lots of smoke clouds, and you were like, "That one looks new." <laughs> the tire, f- I, uh, the pile of tires was was aflame. Yes, I don't know if it was a city doing, if it was a kid with a magnifying glass trying to get some ants, <laughs> or what. But like, New Orleans is Springfield now. Oh yeah, there's we have Mayor Quimby, <laughs> Mayor Latoya. We have police chief Wiggum, and now we have a pile of tires on fire at the city's edge. Soon enough, we'll have a monorail that will be used for it's one called, trip. It's called a streetcar. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So if you saw the tires on fire, send in your pictures. We're hoping that our tires are okay. We have not heard <laughs> from them yet they went to the big
0: they thought they were going to a big party it was like the fire fest yeah. they you know they're like oh we're going to get to go with all of our friends to the giant uh, island where all the other abandoned tires are it's going to be the coolest thing ever and they got out there, ja Rule and is there. <laughs> ja there and they got out there and there was just nothing and they were abandoned and stranded and then someone was like oh we should just light all these things on fire i'm worried that the tires are being sex trafficked <laughs>
1: They're They're being sold on (laughs) Wayfair.com under some weird tire name. If you have seen the tires, please call the tire hotline at Hard Rock Construction. 1-800-HARD-ROCK-CONSTRUCTION. Call them and report the tires. Clowns. Speaking of clowns, uh, Mayor Quimby, back in office. Here's a timeline for you. Last night, right now, it is Tuesday... Yesterday was Monday. Mm -hmm. That's how time works. Mm -hmm. Uh, Latoya had an inaugurational party, which is funny enough just to say out loud. Yes. That should be met with no fanfare. (laughs) You should not be at laser tag. You should not have Chiwis playing or whoever. Mm -hmm. You should be sitting there thinking about (laughs) what
0: you're going to do in silence. And, and, And saying, like... You should be counting your blessings that no one ran for election against you before the hurricane. Here is what her acceptance of the
1: second term speech should be. Hello. Now is the winter of our discontent. (laughs) May God have mercy on our souls. I'm just here so I don't get fined.
0: That's the whole speech. I really wish you'd sit up there and be like Really? Nobody ran against me? Nobody?
1: The Chick-fil-A stop sign guy did He did his best I think he he's like the mattress king or whatever He's the whiz and nobody beats him Anyway, uh, timeline, she has the fun Eyes Wide Shut party last night. Everybody's doing God knows what, laughing at us, mostly. Oh, yeah. And then today, she's like, oh, that was a lot of fun. All right, you've got to put your mask back on now. Uh-huh. It's weird how the uh, Sugar Bowl just ended, the Saints season just ended, French Quarter is dead, tourism is dead we've got a couple of months until uh, Mardi Gras. Uh-huh. So now this restriction has come in, which will impose uh, uh, nothing except sanctions on the people who live here, yes. which historically have not been treated very well by the actual city of New Orleans, mm-hmm. because this is a tourist city. Yes. So this is going to uh, fuck with all of your friends that work in retail and hospitality, mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are going to get fined. I guarantee... They'll have the mask Gestapo wandering around to make sure that people are checking VAX cards and have their mask on over their nose. Yeah. And they will be fining you and me and all of our friends mm-hmm. for not enforcing that.
0: Yes. So that's who usually That's gets- gonna be the
1: only crime that will be enforced in the city. Yes. Not wearing a mask while you're at Dillard. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. You know, because it's very important that when you're eating Uh, And the table that's uh, one inch away from you uh, that you don't have a mask on next to them. But when you stand up to go to the bathroom, then you have your mask on to walk from here to there. And if you don't, then the waiter is forced by law to admonish you and tell you to put on uh, a mask. The mask mandates have now this is their third or fourth iteration There's no uh, lining up the data to say that they actually do anything or they fix anything or they cause this uh, virus to spread less. Uh, We don't know any of that. No, we just know that when our mayor puts them in, that she feels like. She can tell people that she's doing something for them. She should put in a no carjacking mandate and see if that works. Because (laughs) it will probably be just as effective at stopping carjackings as this mandate will be at stopping COVID. There should be a license plate mandate. (laughs) Can there be a
1: car insurance mandate? That's what I would. uh, I want to mention this. There is uh, is an Instagram account. That I recently found through the New Orleans Reddit. It is called Tag Applied for NOLA. And it is all users submitted pictures of cars <laughs> without license plates. It's really, it's funny, it's sad, it's uh, educational. I think I've submitted half of the fucking <laughs> pictures up here. There's a funny one today where the person doesn't have a license plate, but they do have their Instagram tag That's on the back great. of the car. Their Venmo handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get a last place. <laughs> Go give this account a follow for real. Tag applied for Nola. I know it sounds stupid to like follow an Instagram account for, but like they're tagging Latoya, they're tagging the city. Yeah. I, at some point, like WDSU or WWL will pick up on this. And I think it's cool to actually have a backlog of all this bullshit in the city.
0: <laughs> it is incredible that we're asking every single person for their <laughs> vaccination card to go into literally anything. Yet you can drive around at 150 miles an hour without a license plate or insurance, and nothing will happen to you. Oh, yeah. You. No, there are no rules. Uh, it is hilarious that she put in the mandate one day after hours. her inaugu- uh, inauguration. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, mass mandate starting tomorrow at 6 a.m. It's like, come on. How much more transparent can you be? Uh, it feels totally political, not scientific whatsoever. We've all uh, again. Polk and I are both pro vaccine.
1: We are both pro stopping COVID. I'm vaccinated. I'm boosted. Yeah, we. I both- can still catch and spread it. I still get just <laughs> as sick as unvaccinated people. I don't know why I did it. Apparently, <laughs> anymore, but I did it.
0: And We're when I drop dead in three months, sure,
1: I, it'll be fine.
0: <laughs> We're all in the fight together. We believe that COVID exists, we believe that vaccines are good. Uh, but ultimately, uh, we have seen this mandate too many times to think for one second that A, it'll be followed well enough to actually do what it's supposed to do. And B, even if it was followed well enough, there is no data to suggest which all we were told is to follow the data follow the there's no data to suggest that when you enact this thing that it actually does the job of stopping covid it's already peaked the omicron if you look at uh, numbers from crimelytics our uh, good friend jeff asher it's already peaked it's heading down so they're going to take credit for it on its way down and saying oh we we'll put it the mask mandate this it is has nothing new- to do with anything this is a city induced
1: nuisance to keep people from going out, which will of course lower the numbers more, and they're going to say it worked. I don't think it's going to do anything. I don't think anybody's
0: going to follow it this time around. It's going to cause fist fights at Waffle House. Yes, exactly. It's going to cause people to yell at their waitress. It's going to cause people to yell at doormen and people behind counters at retail shops. It's only going to cause fights. And that's at this point, I think this is what is just, you know, it's, it's like. Wearing a, you know, a political sign on your face. Yeah. Uh, it's just an argument starter. And yeah, I, I appreciate anybody who wants to wear a mask. I think that's great. I think you should be able to do that without getting ostracized for it. But at the same time, we should not be forcing employees who have hard enough jobs at all of these places to also now become the police of masks.
1: Yeah, and, and these people at restaurants and bars have no training No, they are not. And this is not uh, against them at all. This is against the city. This is against the mandates. They have no training on what a fake vaccination card looks like. There's no universal app. There's no QR code to scan. You know, if somebody has a cloth mask, if somebody has a bandana,
0: these things are all variables that add up to bullshit. Yeah, uh, there's also no training in conflict resolution, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which seems like a pretty important thing. If you work at Waffle House, you know how to fight. <laughs> but like, yeah. sometimes something's going to happen at like the carousel bar and they're all screwed. Yeah, I just like there's no training for how to like diffuse the situation. If you have a problem, yeah. the problem could escalate very quickly and cause a giant issue and put other people at more danger than they were before. Uh, Yeah, this is all very confusing, (laughs) dispiriting. And look, if you own a business or you run a business or you are operating uh, something that you think people should be wearing masks in your establishment, I'm all for that. Oh, sure. That's great. It's just not necessary to make it a mandate across the entire city. I think it makes things significantly harder on those of us who are just trying to get through the day if you work in one of those public-facing jobs. Thankfully... I don't really have to deal with it, and I don't really deal with it much <laughs> at all. Uh, but I do feel for those people who are gutting it out in those industries, and uh, and I don't think they want to deal with this shit anymore. Yeah, so Polk and Kush stands with you, the working class. Absolutely. We know all of you are listening to this show, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, that takes us into my favorite part of every single week on this here program, ladies and gentlemen. The lawyers!
1: The worst. The worst is the worst thing I saw or read this week. Send it in at polkandcush gmail.com. We always appreciate it. This comes from boardpanda.com uh, Just about a week ago, woman swaps out her roommate's food with vegan, ends up charged with a felony. Oh, boy. Uh, if you've ever had a food allergy, ding, 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 me yeah. over here. I got a lot of them. You know how serious it may be. Uh, It occurs when the body's immune system reacts to certain proteins in food, blah, 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 blah. This story was posted uh, by the woman who is deathly allergic to a few things, most notably soy. Uh, She had a new roommate move in and decided to cook breakfast for her. And uh, the woman says, I started eating and everything tasted a little off. At this point, my new roommate goes, ta-da, and smugly told us, I bet it tastes exactly like meat. As you can oh imagine, no. this didn't go well. <laughs> the author of this post having a soy allergy uh-huh. was eating fake bacon, fakin', uh. which is made out of soy. Yeah. She immediately went into anaphylactic shock and had to stay in the hospital for two days. Not fun. This technically qualifies as a crime of food tampering. No way. <laughs> The woman goes into anaphylactic shock, which is her throat closing up, dizziness, hives, the whole thing. Her friend calls the ambulance. That's about $30,000 right now. And then the woman goes to the hospital for two
0: days. Oh, my God. That has to cost like hundred grand. Yeah. So they're charging her with food tampering, like poisoning, like a medieval? Food tampering
1: is actually a big deal law. Uh, this was in California. Uh, The law regarding it there is anyone that knowingly adds poison or a harmful substance to any food, drink, medicine, or pharmaceutical product is guilty of a felony punishable by two to five years in prison if the substance could cause death. Death. An additional three years is added to the sentence since she is deadly allergic to soy. Did she die? No. Oh, good. She went to the hospital for two days. Led with that. If she's dead, no. (laughs) (laughs) She was in the hospital for two days. Which is that
0: we know while she was alive. (laughs) I mean, that's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, her friend had filmed it. To post it on Instagram for some reason. Oh, my God. In the end, this person pled guilty to a low degree of felony, and she didn't get any jail time, but she did get community service, and she was sued for the hospital fees, which this woman won. Hospital fees for this have to be like six figures. Good Lord! So don't. There was a kind of an episode. There was. You ever watch Freaks and Geeks? There was an episode on there where one of the bullies put peanuts in a kid's sandwich. Was allergic to it, and he almost went to the hospital. Yeah, I feel like this. This was always like a fear of mine. I'm. I'm allergic to
0: peanuts. Did they say if the person making this knew? that the roommate had a soy
1: allergy no they did not they were a new roommate they just knew that that person ate meat Uh, they were a smug vegan trying to be like see it tastes just like meat oh that's brutal yeah
0: and so she thinks you went to jail she didn't go to jail but could you imagine sitting there in prison being like what are you in for be like oh yeah i took a kid and Beat him to death on the side of the road. What are you in for? I made fake bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I got somebody an
1: impossible whopper and told them it was a possible whopper.
0: Uh, that's yeah.
1: That is that's some sol kind of stuff. Yeah. So don't mess with your allergic. And everybody's allergic now. I think it's because everybody's a C-section baby or whatever. Yeah. So everybody's <laughs> allergic to everything. So
0: don't. Tamper with the food yeah that's legit uh my worst is literally just the golden globes did you see no, this no <laughs> the golden globes apparently just wasn't on tv is that a bad thing that sounds like the best it was just not on tv like there was a lack of diversity or something and the uh the la times had a great lead and it said, uh, "Long billed as Hollywood's quote party of the year, Sunday's Golden Globes more closely resembled an intimate tax attorney's convention." <laughs> no, I've heard nothing of the Golden Globes. <laughs> I was not aware. Yeah, so the Hollywood Foreign Press, I guess they uh, they're rebounding from a months months of controversy uh, triggered by an L.A. Times investigation, and so the industry just shunned them, and they held their uh, awards in the dark. So they're basically like less than the porn awards. They just turned the, the Golden Globes into nothing. So all these things that you think, you know, the Golden Globes just going to happen, turns out anything can be canceled. The entire Golden Globes were just canceled. Good. I mean, I don't really care who wins or loses. I just find that to be kind of wild. It wasn't on TV. It could have been. (laughs) We wouldn't know. It's just like,
1: you know, I'm sure that Pelicans game was on TV against the
0: Raptors. (laughs) But does anybody
1: really know what time it is?
0: I mean, it's really ridiculous. Uh, Does anybody think that they're going to change the world based on the golden globes not getting on tv i don't know
1: i could you know watch <laughs> keanu reeves up there tell me who to vote for and
0: change a few things like what is the the goal of, remember when the uh, masters one year all the advertisers pulled out and they were like we're gonna change the world for women because they don't allow women members and then everyone still watched the masters and nobody gave a shit and there was like all right. Well, I guess we don't really care about that. It turns out that we can't do anything about that. I think that's how all this. Remember, the Oscars didn't have a host last year. Yeah. Did anything get better because of that? Were there any movies
1: last year? <laughs> Did <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog win Best Picture? Of course, they didn't have a host. They didn't have any movies either. Uh, I just like. Really Tiger
0: King won. <laughs> They said, we have uh, fought hard to reform our organization from top to bottom. It is more accountable, diverse, and inclusive than it has ever been. We've done some real soul searching, and all agree that reform and change did not stop on December 31st, and it won't end in 2022. So if you're keeping score at home... The Hollywood Foreign Press is going to fix the problems of the world and next year they'll be on TV.
1: I think diverse diversity in what is it the globes? Yeah. Diversity in the globes they should have like poor actors too. <laughs> they should bad have actors. like they should have like guys from like the Juan Lafonta commercial <laughs> be there too. Like let's not just diversity <laughs> also includes wealth. So let's like fly in like an actor from Rogers, Arkansas. Just have him sitting there next to
0: Kathy Bates. (laughs) Whoever the fuck. I mean, it is... uh, I'm always amazed at the level of anger that can be pushed towards something just because they're public-facing. It's like, you guys have any idea what Walmart does to people on a given day? you have any idea what an amazon like warehouse looks like as you get your socks delivered to you in 90 minutes do you give a shit at all there's no no. bathroom (laughs) it's like but no the hollywood foreign press was mean so let's just cancel them completely and make it so they're just tweeting out the results now we fix the problems of the world look did they screw up i don't even know what they did I just found it to be insane that they're able to just cancel something like that of that. Like, I mean, my life didn't change at all because of it, but it's just kind of insane that they're capable of doing that. Like, we're just going to take it off TV. They didn't even live stream it. It just, like, didn't exist. Amazing. I guess. Can we do that to the Oscars? Can we do it to a lot more stuff? (laughs) To literally everything on television?
1: I'd be A-OK with it.
0: Can we cancel Young Sheldon? Is that possible? (laughs) Can we get that off the air? Young
1: Sheldon, Old Sheldon, <laughs> Shrill, Pin 15, all the game shows. There's like 500 game shows now. You know, it's like watch Ellen, Water Border Assistant. That's a show on NBC. Judge Steve Harvey? <laughs> no. I'm the one who judges Steve Harvey. Uh, Who's watching this shit? No one. All right. Oh, God. You want to wrap us up? As always, this has been Polk and Kush. That's Scott Kushner. I'm Andrew Polk. Thank you so much for uh, making this a podcast. If you like what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe, follow, like. We're on all the things. Ask your Alexa. Ask your Siri to play us. Uh, Tell a friend. It goes a long, long way. We appreciate the reviews which have been coming in. None are fake. (laughs) Just going to throw that one out there (laughs) We appreciate you so much We'll see you next time See ya